Financial industry leaders surveyed by BAI say that creating a better digital customer experience is near the top of their to-do list for 2022. Gaurav Bhatia from PenFed Credit Union will discuss his institution's approach to providing digital customer experience. Actionable insights can help power smart decisions. Each week, the BAI Banking Strategies podcast focuses on important issues facing financial services leaders, as well as the emerging trends that are rapidly reshaping the financial industry. I'm Terry Badger, your host and the managing editor at BAI. Pull up a chair and join us. Recent BAI Banking Outlook research finds that improving the digital customer experience is one of the top business challenges that financial services providers face this year. Joining us this week is Gaurav Bhatia, Chief Marketing and Digital Experience Officer at Pentagon Federal Credit Union. He's here to talk about what his institution is doing and how it's working for them. Gaurav, welcome to the BAI Banking Strategies podcast. Thanks for having me, Terry. Glad to be here. So Gaurav, can you start us off with an overview of digital banking at PenFed, how you think about it, maybe how you've been expanding and enhancing your capabilities as a result of the pandemic, or perhaps for other reasons as well. PenFed has fewer than 50 branch locations for a core member base that's scattered around the country and, and really around the globe as well. So I'd imagine you were early to digital and you rely on it quite a bit to be a force multiplier for you. Digital banking is near and dear to everybody's heart. And if anybody knows about the history of Pentagon Federal Credit Union, uh, we were established in 1935, almost 37 years old. We got about 32 billion in assets and about 2.6 million members across all the states we service in. And like you highlighted, is that we've got less than 50 branches. So essentially, we have a very small footprint. Having the genesis of mainly a Pentagon Federal Credit Union, we had uh, armed services, which are kind of in different parts of the world. So our DNA has always been to service our core membership base, which is not located near your branches. So we've been very fortunate over the last uh, few years to really make the investment in digital technology and digital experience. And part of it is because of the nature of our business and less to do with the pandemic. The pandemic really accelerated that. But our DNA has always been how do you service your customer base, which is not located close to a branch. And that's been our thinking. And that's how we've evolved and continue to do so. So now that we know a little more about digital's place in your approach to banking, let's bring in the member experience aspect of it. Tell us, if you could, about how you think about the member experience, what you do to try to please or even delight your members, and how digital capabilities, how they help you do that. We are, like any credit union, we are member-owned. So essentially, our goal is to service the member in any way they want us to. So we have really three channels. One is digital, which could be mobile, web, email, chat functionality. Second is a contact center when people can call in and speak to a customer service rep or a member service rep, we call it. And the last but not the least essentially is uh, walking into a branch if they are kind of uh, located very close by. And we have 65,000 ATMs. So it's not really a digital transaction, but our goal's always been to service the member. And with the pandemic, we really accelerated our core focus on making sure that our members can access us 24 seven in whatever channel they think is most appropriate. And uh, digital is always on. 
So I think it was basically a no brainer for everybody in the organization that we need to kind of double down and invest more to make sure that uh, our members can access their bank anytime they feel like they can go to an ATM uh, anytime they want to and they really transact on the loan by the comfort of their home. So it was pretty pivotal for us. But the good news was that we were already investing in those channels. We just need to kind of speed up the things which were in the pipeline to make sure that we are much more accessible now that people really couldn't visit the branches. There are so many challenges that traditional banking institutions face these days as the industry is going through this period of disruption. What would you say are your key challenges when it comes to delivering the digital customer experience that you aspire to? And how are you trying to overcome those challenges? Yeah, I think it's, it's pretty important today for every financial institution to be digital because the nature of banking has changed. So our demographics, if you look, I mean, we are a traditional financial institution and the demographics skewed more towards the 50 plus and they were not natively digital. So they really adopted digital technology and we really kind of followed that adoption curve in terms of helping our members where they are. And traditional banking institutions really face two challenges. One challenge number one is most of the systems have been legacy. How do they innovate? They really don't have the luxury of building from scratch like fintechs does. And second, making sure that the institution is safe and secure because as part of financial institution, aka a credit union or a bank, you have to make sure that the funds are safe for a member and they can access it anytime they feel like. And that's a top priority. The safety of our members' deposits are going to be key. So I think that's where I think most financial institutions think about is that, yeah, I really want to be able to provide digital access, but I really want to make sure that it's in a safe and secure manner. I think that's basically the constant battle internally in terms of how do you make sure that we make the experience seamless and frictionless while making sure that it's secure. Garf, you have a, an interesting background. Before you joined PenFed a few years ago, you worked in venture capital, you worked in e-commerce and the travel industry, and you even spent a little bit of time at, at AARP. So what are a couple of the key things that you learned in those non-banking roles that, that you've been able to put to work at, at PenFed, particularly on the digital side? I think I've been very fortunate to work in these large companies and the, all the focus I've had is really being the customer or member focused. How do you really keep the customer or member at the center of the ecosystem versus putting the organization first? So I think moving around in different industries, the theme has pretty much been the same is keep your customer in the middle, develop transactions or products based on their needs and want versus what the organization wants to push. I think that's the same thing. We are doing it at PenFed Credit Union, and that's kind of been the DNA, I'll say, of the organization. So I feel very fortunate to work here and, and lead the marketing organization simply because the DNA of the organization aligns with more about a customer service and member service mentality. And that's kind of what I look for in organization, and that's what I hope to leverage from my past experiences. The member's experience is the thread that's, that's going to weave through our conversation today. No doubt you get feedback from your members that informs you as to how to serve that member. What are some of the key insights that you've received in that communication regarding the member experience and the digital member experience in particular that you've been able to convert into action? I think security is and access are two important themes every member wants. They want to make sure 
that their funds are safe and they really want to be able to access it 24 7. I think that's really helps us define the digital experience is saying, can a member who was walking into a branch or going to an ATM to deposit a check and actually pull out their mobile phone and deposit a check really with one click on the mobile app? We've done that. When we communicate in terms of the statements online now, we have the option where, where people can say is, hey, I want my statements online. Don't send me a paper statement. Uh, and we enable that functionality as well. We listen to our members. We do surveys with them. We measure NPS and we actually take feedback on social media channels as well. And there's a huge population which actually wants to chat with our customer service reps. So that's also a channel which we kind of mine and look at look for pain points in terms of our customer experience and a member experience and see how effectively you can resolve it uh, in a really expeditious manner. In terms of customer experience, do you think about it differently for primarily digital customers who may skew a little older versus primarily mobile customers that may tend to be a little bit younger? Yeah, I think we think about it a little differently. Our demographic is slightly older, so we look at all the design standards to make sure subtle nuances, right, is the fonts are slightly bigger, the color combination is slightly different. We want to make sure they can engage with the mobile and the web properties we have. So those are kind of minor changes we've made to make sure that it really fits the target audience segment. But we also give them the option to interact with us through our call center, but also in terms of our IVR, which is essentially the phone system, which is fully automated. I don't know whether we call it digital, but it's not. It's basically remote, but that's going to be pretty important differentiator for us is really understanding is how our member base is slightly different than the younger demographics. We don't do much about gamification, which I know certain fintechs are doing because we already have an engaged member base. We understand what they need. We talk to them on a regular basis. We really make it make sure that it's functional, it's elegant and it's simple. It's a financial institution, so we don't play any gimmicks. It's their money. We make it easy for them. And that's basically how we think about it. With all of the fintech attention to mobile through payments and, and through other functionality, it seems to be a channel in a constant state of change. Given the development timelines and controls within banking, once you finally put something into place, there's a good chance that it's no longer cutting edge. In this environment, how do you get ahead or how do you even keep up? I think our rules are simple. We try to do things which are important and valuable for our members. I think what we are really not trying to do is win the award in terms of the best mobile app. We want to make sure it's easy to understand and we stay middle of the fairway. We don't take too much risk. And that's warranted in the financial services industry is that how do you make sure that security is there and we are validating the members at the point of sale because one of the risks which most financial institutions are grappling with how do you validate a customer or a member who doesn't really walk into a physical branch? You want to make sure your mobile app or your web property is safe, is secure, but we also keep an eye out in terms of what's trending out there. We the first movers, probably not, but we're pretty close in terms of following technology which is mature and secure. And that's kind of been our DNA is implement what's required, but make sure that it's secure and safe for our members. Speaking of technology, when it comes to developing technology, are you doing everything in-house or are you working with fintech partners? And if you are partnering, how do you decide when to partner and who to partner with? 
I think if you go back 15, 20 years, there really wasn't any fintech. So most of the financial institutions which existed before the 2000 really had some legacy technology. So what we are thinking through is keeping our core banking system and then leveraging the third party technology, integrating it so that we can get our products really out to the market faster. We have a review process where we review every piece of technology which integrates in our ecosystem in terms of complexity, their product roadmap, and also in terms of security. So I think it's a very judicial decision we make. We are not one of the organization which really wants to 100% outsource or keep 100% in-house. We want to make sure that we are providing the best solutions for our members. I don't think we really have a hard and fast rule. It's technology we evaluate on a constant basis and see what makes sense to build or buy and apply the security and lens on top of it. Let's talk about data for a minute. We hear a lot about how banks and credit unions have these vast repositories of data about their customers, but that they find it difficult to extract a lot of value out of that data. So how are you thinking about data in terms of serving your customer and how or where are you getting the most value so far out of all the data that you have? We are very kind of honest with our customer base. Data is definitely a treasure trove, but we also take data very seriously. We really believe in permission-based marketing and leveraging data, and we really take permission from our members to use their data, which benefits them. So a use case I would use is that if somebody's really opted in for communication with PenFed, we will send them offers. If they decide to opt out, we are not going to send them communication. So we are not overloading our members based on what we want to do as a financial institution. We really ask the permission to use their data. And you're right, we've got data sitting in different systems, and we are able to kind of use our own data insights and intelligence to mine that data. But it's all permission-based and all very secure. We don't buy data from third parties. It's all member data and we are stewards of their data, so we are very careful about how we use them and uh, what we use it for. And that's basically how we earn trust and respect from our members. To wrap things up, Gaurav, as you look ahead, what do you see as maybe the next big thing, the next big challenge in customer slash member experience, and more specifically, digital customer experience for the industry? In other words, what's the next thing that's going to be keeping you up nights? I think a lot of people are talking about artificial intelligence and machine learning. I think it's an important trend to watch out for. Are we there in terms of the AI technology? Probably. But we really don't have the data which can work on artificial intelligence because the bedrock of any good AI tool is clean data, which most financial institutions lack or not able to integrate. But that's probably going to be one of the differentiators for most financial institutions where if somebody uses and logs in and interacts with the financial institution, whether it's chat or through text messaging, they know who you are, they know your preferences, and they can really be much more responsive versus a human being. I think that's a trend to watch out for. Everybody's experimenting with it, and I think that's one thing which I don't think it keeps me up at night, but something we are very careful about in terms of monitoring it and see how we can adopt that in the future. Glad to hear you're getting your rest and no doubt AI bears watching as customers and members will continue to expect their financial institutions to anticipate and meet their banking needs. So Gaurav Bhatia, Chief Marketing and Digital Experience Officer at PenFed Credit Union, many thanks again for sharing your thoughts with us on the BAI Banking Strategies podcast. Thanks for having me, Terry. Really enjoyed the conversation. 
A few takeaways from the conversation with Gaurav Bhatia from PenFed Credit Union. First, he says traditional banking institutions face a couple of key challenges when it comes to delivering a high-end digital customer experience. The first challenge is figuring out how to be innovative within the constraints of their legacy technology. Building from scratch tends to not be an option. The second key challenge is making sure members' money is safe while they try to create a low-friction digital experience. Garoff says PenFed doesn't worry much about trying to keep up with the pace of technological change, and as a result, they probably won't find themselves on the shortlist for best mobile app. He says the credit union's member base skews older, so it's less of a priority that the tech be cutting edge. Rather, he says the aim is to serve the member base by offering digital tools that meet their needs, are secure, and are easy to use. And finally, he sees artificial intelligence and machine learning as the next macro trend in the world of digital customer experience. That said, taking advantage of AI won't come without challenges for banks and credit unions. The tech capabilities are already well-developed, but Gara's view is that many, if not most, financial institutions don't yet have the clean data needed to effectively leverage AI's capabilities. Thank you for listening to the BAI Banking Strategies podcast. I'm Terry Badger, Managing Editor at BAI. Please visit us at BAI.org for more actionable insights on themes that are important for the financial services industry.